welcome to Just Push Play. We talk to musicians, authors, and music industry professionals discussing everything that rocks. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi, and welcome to the show. My guest for this episode is Nathaniel from Dark Station. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you, Sherry? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, uh, you just released an album. Uh, it must be a crazy uh, schedule for you right now, huh? Ah, no, the album's too old already. Everyone's waiting for the next one. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, it's, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff planned. Um, we're doing kind of like a webisode thing where we're doing like, you know, podcasts and we're going to start doing videos and we might dabble into TikTok a little bit and just try to, you know, make make things a little interesting, spice it up a little bit, you know. So we got oh, some really? stuff planned. Um, so you're going to do your own podcast? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so Eric, the bassist, and I will be co-hosting um, uh, Dark Station TV, which will do maybe like 30 minutes to an hour-long episode with the three guests that we have already each. Um, and the first guest is most likely going to be uh, Johnny Braddock from Get Scared. And then the second was probably going to be Gus, which is our producer. And then we have another one um, lined up. And we're just going to try to do little things like that. And then, you know, segments like Dark Station Adventures where the five of us get together and go explore haunted places or cool places together and, you know, make like little little highlights of, you know, the things that we do. So we're just trying to keep it interesting and give people something to, to watch and, you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, how neat is that? Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so Down in the Dark, <laughs> your album was released on October 25th. And, um, Prior to that, you released four videos, just like as a teaser. Um, before we get into that, uh, tell me how you guys uh, came together as a group. I, I know you were all in uh, respective projects before that. So how did how did this uh, band start? Yeah, so like uh, I think it's like six, seven years ago now. Um, Kyle uh, and a couple other dudes started a band called Behind the Fallen, which later then. Um, no, David, I think David was a founding member too. And then, so Kyle, David, Eric eventually joined the band. They all kind of came from behind the fallen, which they found me in 2007. Eric was at a chain reaction show in Anaheim and one of my bands was playing. He then later recruited me for behind the fallen when they were looking for a new singer. And then they introduced me to Kyle because Kyle had left the band prior to my joining, uh, for September morning, which was sign of Sumerian. And then they all introduced me to him, and then we did Behind the Fallen. We released one song called Revenant with a music video, and then shortly after that, I don't know, the spark kind of just died. I think we were all looking to do something different, so they tried to get me, you know, hooked up with Kyle and get me on board, and Dylan was trying for a while, and then eventually I came around. I was kind of, I think I was kind of done at that point, which is the funny thing. I was ready to just, you know, tend to just not do music anymore, because I felt like it was turning into a pipe dream. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to do. And uh, so eventually I just got in there and we started making music. And uh, um, Dark Station wasn't some big planned project. This We, we literally shat this thing out. Like, had no idea what music we were, you know, what music we were trying to do or what sound we were going for. We just kind of pooped it out. That's the best way I can explain uh-huh. it. <laughs> well, yeah, 
I mean, the album is pretty diverse with, you know, like the heavy in-your-face stuff and then, like, the the songs that, that clearly have meaning and, and are a little more, like, uh, you know, substantive with, like, um, the message, you know. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it varies. I mean, anyone who's into rock music or hard rock is going to find something that they enjoy on this album. Yeah, I mean, that's the best part about it is we were hoping that that's the way it would go, but we also weren't sure how much people were going to like it at the same time, you know? It, it could have yeah. gone either way, but we've had such a strong and positive reaction, and uh, everyone seems to have a different favorite on the album or, or a different set of favorites, which is really cool to see. So that really, you know, showcases our diversity as well. And, yeah, we're really proud of it. Uh-huh. Well, as mentioned before, you you teased four videos, and um, you know recently uh, the the one that really stood out to me was uh, the the song about addiction. Um, you know that, and it, it really showed in the video that you know the the message was was clear in that. Was there a particular video that you put out that was your favorite to to shoot? Um, the favorite to shoot would have probably been Villain by far. Yeah, that was, I loved that entire shoot. Villain was just like my, my favorite video because we had just so many different locations and I kind of had to beat myself up a little bit for it in some of the scenes. I mean, you guys don't really uh-huh. see that part of it, but like there was like a part of the video where I'm being attacked by like the, the black, you know, blob that's supposed to resemble the symbiote from Venom and I had to like slam myself into like the the steel walls just like over and over to make it look like I was like you know really just getting beat to shit (laughs) so yeah that was really fun I like the acting part of it and we had a lot of really cool places that we got to see and um yeah I'm really I think we're we're working on getting footage from when we were down there actually um and making it more of like a something we can release on like IGTV um, but Eric has all that footage so you know to be discussed and one of the videos Heroes you you filmed in North Carolina you um, actually traveled across the country to do that how was that experience oh so we, we did that twice actually so No Life Heroes and Villain were uh, shot in North Carolina the same place and oh, that okay. was it got yeah, it got better every time, honestly. When we went there for Heroes, we didn't get to sightsee very much, but No Life was filmed, like, way out in, like, the green, like, kind of, like, hill areas on this nice house on this huge hill. And we've uploaded pictures of it. I mean, just for miles and miles, you just see green land. It's so insane. This was, like, a three-story house. It was, like, brick uh, brick and wood, and it was so cool. And we shot No Life in that house. And um, uh-huh. so I think the second time out there... We definitely got to see so much more. And, um, yeah, I honestly love it out there. It was a really cool experience. Um, I'd definitely go back just, you know, to do anything there, honestly. I wanted to explore a little uh-huh. more, but we, we didn't have that much time. So. Now, um, did you have the same person um, produce the videos? So, um, Erez Bader did Heroes, uh, No Life, and Villain. Um and then Obvious was done by a guy named Robin who actually shot uh, this, 
the video that we the last video that we did with Behind the Fallen, which was Revenant. So we reused him and and his skills are really 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 awesome too. We were really stoked about how Obvious came out, just the angles and everything. So they both did a really good job, honestly. Like you know, we're we're probably gonna work with um, Robin again next because we are you know planning a video for another song on the album and. I don't know if I should say anything yet, but yeah. <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> I'm thinking about. It. Well, since since you do have four videos out and and the album's been released, you obviously have have plans, including a video which shall be, uh, you know, remain nameless for now. But um, <laughs> do you it have plans for like? Uh, oh, well, well, one or two. Well, that are nameless at this point, but. <laughs> Uh, do you have plans for uh, touring and and uh, just getting out there to promote the the album? Oh yeah, we're actively looking for tours right now, and we've submitted to quite a few of them. Um, there are uh, definitely with some some names we would like to travel with, um, and but nothing confirmed right now. So we're, we uh-huh. have every we have all the means to to do it. Like we have everything. We have a van trailer. We have you know all of our merch, everything that we need, and. Um, yeah, we're just waiting for a. We're just throwing the line out right now. Just waiting for a bite, pretty much. You're just waiting for um, ink to dry and and people to to say yes, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're still not like we've never played a show, you know, so we're still not like this super known band or anything. That's why it's gonna take some time for us to build relationships with people and you know, just get a couple of rough tours out of the way and then start, you know, getting the more decent ones. Uh-huh. So um, as far as influences go, um, where where did you, like, uh, get those from, like, growing up at, at an early age? was You know, what was, like, the first uh, group that really said, oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Um, that's funny because I grew up, uh, kind of Jehovah's Witness, so I wasn't entirely allowed to even really listen to certain types of music or watch certain types of movies um, with my grandmother around. And um, I grew up kind of like around gangster rap and like rap music in general, just like hip hop, rap, all that stuff. My mom kind of liked rock, but I think the first time that really even sparked my interest in music was. And I remember this. I my mom. I was eight years old. She took me to see the movie, the Dra- uh, Dracula, the movie 2000, and mm-hmm. it was in theaters in the year 2000. And at the end credits, "One Step Closer" by Linkin Park started playing, and I did not know who it was. I had no idea how to find out who it was. All I know is that that song stuck with me for a year until I found out who it was, and I found out how to use Google and and all this other stuff. And um, that's where I found them. And then I think from that point on. When I turned nine, yeah, that's when I got my first guitar and started playing until I was about 14, and that's when I started singing. But that's – Linkin Park is completely responsible for me even dabbling into the whole rock thing. You know, it was the perfect balance of, of hip-hop, which what I was used to, but it had rock elements, and I didn't know how to understand that at an early age, but all I knew is I loved it. I fell in love with it. Uh-huh. So that's kind of well, how that gr- happened. Well, Growing up in in that environment, was it entirely um, different than than just you know like for example, I was I was raised Catholic, so <laughs> mm-hmm. that that you know um, being in in that environment was was that um, 
a lot different than um, you know just growing up as a you know kid not not being you know exposed to all that you know was it more sheltered or was it you know no. I mean obviously your your mom took you to see Dracula 2000 so it wasn't like that that you know that sheltered yeah was no it? like we would listen to like music in her car and you know she would listen to like Tupac and like all kinds of other stuff and um it's not so much that it was sheltered like she taught me a lot from an early age like I had already known what a lot of bad stuff was um uh-huh. it's more or less like we had lived with my my grandmother for a lot of the time because my mom had me when she was 15 so it was you know a little different we had lived on our own you know a lot after a certain point but um whenever that stuff was around like if I couldn't even like watch Pokemon around my grandmother or, or like uh, watch like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, which is all stuff that I'm super into. Um, uh-huh. So like I was, I wasn't sheltered. I was more like told that that was evil. Uh-huh. I was told about it, but, but, but I was taught that it was evil. You know what I mean? Like birthdays uh-huh. were evil. Halloween is evil. Christmas is evil. Everything's fucking evil. Like that's, <laughs> that's like how it was. <laughs> So growing uh-huh. up, you know, by the time I got to a certain age, like being 14, you know, I went trick-or-treating, and we just didn't tell my grandma. But, like, I just went out yeah, and yeah. dressed up, you know, I just, like, kind of snuck out and went and hung out with yeah, my friends. Yeah, it was just, more, you know, like, secretive. Yeah, well, that was, yeah. you know, that that was um, basically the, the same thing with, with, you know, Catholicism. Like, you know, all of that music was bad and, and you know, yeah. but, you know, my, but, you know, my mom was cool, and she let us listen to, like, Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest and everything with like the PMRC <laughs> label on it, you know, like, you know, so, you know, but uh, they they taught us like everything was evil though too, you know, <laughs> so yeah. so I get it, so Silly. you know that then comes like the rebellious uh, phase, but you know, like having a, a young mom is probably pretty cool too because she she's probably a, a bit more accepting of of the fact that that you took this leap of faith and. And start, you know, doing the doing music, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, she was like any other parent would have been, you know. This is not a guarantee, and she always, you know, for a while there, she didn't really, um, not support me. She just wanted me to get a real job, you know, and stuff like that. And I mean, I've well, taken yeah, care, I think I've all, taken care all of parents do, for yeah. The last, like seven uh-huh. years, like I've been on my own. I've had my own apartments, like. You know everything. I've bought my own cars. It's like I don't. I don't rely. I haven't relied on any of my parents um, for anything. You know, in years. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a long time. So, um, you know, I just. That's when I was about to give up, and then now, like, she sees what Dark Station is, and now she doesn't ever tell me that really. So she must believe in it. Mhm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think every every parent wants their their child to be successful and doing something. You know, like the there's always like in the arts you're always like okay is this really going to work out <laughs> you know like if, even if yeah. it's like writing or or being in a, you know a graphic artist or something to that effect you know there's always like the the unknown of oh okay <laughs> when is when is uh billy or Susie going to get a real job you know <laughs> working yeah. behind a desk you know so um exactly. yeah but i i mean as far as the the album goes and and stuff like where you know uh what were your um writing processes like and um 
you know, who who uh, contributed the most as far as that is concerned, and and did everyone right, or was it like a, a you know one thing, and then people would bring in the riffs or or whatever. Um, so it was pretty much uh, Kyle and our producer Gus. They did uh, most of the tracks, and then David would come in and um do like I think he did the solo on Misery, and then he did the solo on Visions. He would he came in for that. Um. But yeah, it was for as far as most of the instruments go, it was Gus and uh, and Kyle that did all that. And then soon after they would make the track, I would come in and do the vocals. Um, it would be usually me and Gus, or you know, me and whoever else is in there would just be sitting in. Um, yeah, and a lot of those lyrics, a lot of the stuff that you hear was actually done uh, on the spot. It was kind of something that just came out, and um, you know, some of them I wrote and. Some of them I just freestyled, I guess. And it was kind of like one of those feel-it moments, you know. Uh-huh. I don't know where it comes from, but, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. That's why I say when we shot this album, we literally just shot it out. We had no idea what we were doing or what we were going for or, you know, like, in general. We just didn't know. It wasn't even Dark Station yet. It was just kind of something we were doing. And then it all just came together. And, yeah, the writing process was really fun, though. Well, coming up, the come, what are your plans in in the you know besides the the podcast and and the you know perspective um, YouTube uh, or video uh, what uh, what's coming out uh, that people could look forward to or is it just uh, you know look out for the album and and uh, stay tuned kind of thing will surprise you with with you know whatever. Um, that I think the thing that we're we're focused on most right now too is just getting the tours booked, which has been you know it's been a little tricky doing that. Um, I mean, with any with any band, like we we always want to write new material because I feel like people's attention spans aren't what they used to be, and once you drop an album, it's almost like okay, we're ready for the next one. So yeah, I, we, yeah. we've definitely been in there writing, like we're even more this Sunday, like we're going in and we're going to be writing some bigger picture stuff, you know, just look, like we know our sound now, we know what it is. Okay, so now we need to look further into that and go, where do we go next, you know, but we don't want to delve too yeah. far into that. We're just trying to make it comfortable and and keep it going, just like the first album came together. Um, so I, as far as, you know, aside from like the podcast and the YouTube and the IGTV and all that stuff. Um, we want to make it more fun too. Like we just did an Instagram contest that people could still enter. And when you buy merch, we we ship you a sticker with the merch or the CD. And so the contest was um, put the sticker somewhere interesting, you know, like on a cop car, or on a restaurant, or like you know, don't don't get in trouble, but just <laughs> make it fun, you know. And then you have to either follow us on um, Spotify or subscribe to our YouTube, and then you post the picture, and that enters you in it for a chance to win a prize that we haven't announced what the prize is. Um, we're going to reach out to that person in 48 hours once the winner's selected, and that's from November 1st through December 1st. Um, so that's when the contest ends. And we already have some cool ideas on what the prize is going to be. We just want to do more stuff like that to get people more involved um, and to give them, you know, the chan- chance to win cool stuff, you know, from us and – and whatnot. So that's kind of like in our plans is just basically taking our time to write the second album, touring, 
and then just expanding on what Darkstation is, you know, instead of it just being a ban. I guess those are our yeah. main priorities right now. Well, yeah, I mean, every every band needs to evolve, especially from their first release, and, and the second release is always, like, the the nail-biter, you know, like, is, is that mm-hmm. one going to be the one, you know, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. is that going to, like, you know, the with the the fade in, in bands, some the second album is usually like the the clincher there. So um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to all that. Now, where can people find you on uh, social media to connect with you? Uh, so we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, and we have a Facebook. Uh, the Twitter and Instagram are going to be Darkstation Band, and on Facebook you just type in Darkstation and we will probably be the first result. And, um, uh-huh. <laughs> so they they can connect with us on there and on YouTube as well. I mean, YouTube is a cool, you know, leave comments. We like to, to read little stuff like that. And um, we're very responsive. We try to make that a pretty good point, um, especially on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but yeah, they can connect with us almost anywhere. Well, you mentioned that you're on Spotify, but can people um, get your merchandise, your uh your CD uh, as a physical, in physical form? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, www.darkstationband.com. And through that, you'll see links to all our social media as well. As you can view all of our videos and hear all the songs and order the merch and join our email listing for updates on that good stuff. Okay, well... Um... In closing, is there anything that you'd like to share with uh, your fans listening or to people who are just discovering you? Um, Yeah, welcome to the new age, and we hope you join the Dark Nation. Make us proud. (laughs) Okay, Nathaniel, well, thank you so much for joining us on Just Push Play, and uh, thanks to everyone listening. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Sherry. Appreciate it.